Hey friends, thank you so much for choosing to listen to the Inspiring Honey podcast today. I'm so excited for you to hear the conversation that I had with Val. I know that you're going to leave feeling encouraged, inspired, and uplifted. But before we get into the conversation real quick, I just want to remind you to go ahead and check out inspiringhoney.com. We have a brand new line of clothing and accessories in the store designed to inspire and encourage you through your words and remind you that your words have power and you are able to be a light in this world. If you don't already, make sure to follow along with Inspiring Honey on Instagram and join that growing community. Today's episode is with Val Wolner. She's an author and the owner of Val Marie Paper. She lives in South Louisiana with her husband Tyler and two girls, Vivi and Vanna. Since 2013, Val's mission has been to help women live intentional so that their lives are an outflow of fruitful and focused prayer life. She does that by creating practical and organized tools like their monthly prayer journal that cut through the noise of everyday life. So join me in welcoming Val onto the show today. Hey Val, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have the opportunity to speak with you and hear the wisdom that you're going to share. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, looking forward to talking. Awesome. So the first question that I ask everybody that comes on the podcast is, what helps you live inspired? Um, this is going to be super cliche, but definitely the Lord mm. um, and praying for his guidance. Um, I have done business trying to follow what everybody else is doing, and I've done business tr- like solely saying, God, what do you have for me? And the experience and the success of both have been vastly different. Um, and just, um, I don't mean just success of the business, but just, yeah, just walking through that without comparison. There's so many things that are different whenever I'm inspired by the Lord, as opposed to inspired by everything around me. Mm, I think that's so true even in my own life because sometimes like the voices of the world and seeing what other people are doing kind of make us fall into comparison and then we feel like we need to be doing what they're doing to be successful and that's Mm -hmm. not at all what God wants us to do. Yeah, and it can overwhelm us. Like if we're combining what five of our, you know, peers are doing in business and think, oh, they're doing this, I need to do that. Oh, they're doing this. Like we can't, we cannot do it all. So we're going to have to, make priorities and Mm. I would rather my priorities be whatever God is calling me to. Um, because I think he creates us all, um, so uniquely to like fill a void in our markets. Mm. And if I'm doing what somebody else is already doing exactly how they're doing it, then I'm missing out on, um, serving the people that the Lord is saying, I, I, created this for you you could go for this and I have this for you but um you just got to say yes to it and prioritize it over what might look successful for other people Mm, that is so true and when you say that what comes to my mind is like God didn't create us to fill her shoes like God doesn't want us to be that girl God wants us to be us because there's no one else that's gonna live out the calling he put on our life yes exactly exactly so what was um the inspiration behind opening up Val Marie Paper, like what, what like started that and how did God start putting it on your heart? 
Yeah, it um, it's actually funny because I've been reading through my prayer journals from this time frame. Um, whenever I started the doing the prayer journals, so this is so fresh in my mind. But um, I originally started Valmary Paper in 2012 as a wedding pla- uh, wedding invitation design company, um, and I became pregnant um, a couple of months into doing that, and decided that I would just use what I was learning to create a prayer journal because I was sick. I was nauseous. I wanted to like cover so many things in prayer, but I just felt so overwhelmed. And, um, whenever I couldn't find that product uh, through many Google searches, I just figured, okay, well, I guess it doesn't exist. So I'll make it for myself. And, um, whenever you print anything with the printer, you have to have a certain amount of minimums. And, um, I ended up having to print at least 50 of them And, um, so whenever I, um, like I knew I was going to have to sell these, so I shared it with my audience and, um, it was crazy. And I looked at my prayer journal this morning. It said that we sold $2,800 worth of journals in two days. And it's, it's like still just so weird to think about because I really genuinely thought this is going to be for me because I need it. I'm struggling in prayer. This is my struggle. And it's just like, no, we all, prayer is hard. Like, it's just a hard thing. And um, it, I think those things, that immediate reaction just humbled me so much to know, like, okay, this could really serve people. And even looking back at my journal through the year before that, business had been slow. I was praying, asking God, like, what am I supposed to do with Balmary paper? Like, am I supposed to keep this going? Um, and then throughout those prayers would also be, Lord, show me how to serve people. I want to inspire people. I want to like, um, like you to use me. And it was just, it's just crazy to look back on now to see how God answered that prayers, those prayers. But, um, to also see that like, when you come with like a willing heart to Mm -hmm. like, let God do stuff in you, he will do it. Like, he's not going to say like, no, there's somebody more qualified. Like he wants willing hearts and, um, and I'm just so grateful that I get to do this. And I always say like, I'm grateful I get to be a part of this business. I know it's not mine. So, um, so yes, that's, that's how, how it was inspired. (laughs) I love your heart in it. There's a few things that came to mind when you were talking and just that he qualifies us for the calling that he has in our lives. And secondly, I love how you, you like ended by saying, I'm thankful to be a part of this business because it's not mine, it's his. And what like a beautiful heart of servantship that is. And that shows like you're doing this for the Lord. And that's amazing. I think that's so rare. Thank you. Well, and you know, it's like, uh, I think I start off like that and then I can get, you know, to where I start to take over. But I'll tell you like stressful situations remind me in a heartbeat. Mm. I don't want this to be my business. I want this to be God's because I can't handle this on my own. So it's interesting how like, how those things will continue, continue, to bring me back to God, to that place of like, when things get hard, I know I'm just instantly reminded this is not mine. And that's a good thing. Amen. Because being in business and like working for yourself is so hard and it can feel so lonely, but like approaching it with that servant heart and that servant mind is just so important. Cause what is, what does God call us to do other than serve him and glorify him through it? Yeah. Yes, exactly. 
So what has it been like being a woman of faith and a mother in business? And how do you balance everything you have going on, like your family, your business, and manage to keep God your focus and manage to know that he's the one in charge of your business? Yeah, um, I think probably the one of the toughest places that I struggle um, is with um, like guilt of feeling like whenever I'm home, I feel like I need to be with my or be working, or whenever I'm working, I need to be with my kids. Um, so I feel like having a business that I feel like is balancing that and honoring the Lord really requires me to recognize the lies that the enemy is telling me about Mm. my work. Um, because if, because those are lies from the enemy, he constantly wants to keep me distracted from my kids and from my work. And if he can do that, he can just stifle so many things. So I think just the biggest thing to live this out is about recognizing those lies and knowing that God's purpose is big. And, um, and he just, he has so many things, um, whether it's, like I heard Jenny Allen say this recently, um, just talking about like how, you know, like our kids are not intended to be the center of our world and we're, how can we teach our kids to serve and love if they're, if they grow up knowing that they are the ones who need to be served and loved. So Mm -hmm. I think like whenever I think about my kids and my business and how they flow together, I think it's really important for me. I'm kind of going off, but that's probably have, has been a lie that I believed or just feeling like, to feel bad to go off to the coffee shop to go work early one morning or, um, you know, to do different things. And if I can just remember God's purpose for myself, for myself as a businesswoman and as a mom, and to recognize the lies that I would tell myself about both, I feel like it just um, helps me to, um, to live out what he's calling me to do in a balanced way. I relate to that so much because that's a struggle that I fall into. Every time I'm working, I feel like, oh, I should really be with my son, Caden. And then every time I'm not with Caden, I'm like, oh, I'm, or every time I am with him, I'm like, okay, I have all these different tasks I need to be working. Like, I have to get this stuff done. Um, So it's, it is a struggle, but I love, and it really resonated on my heart how you said, like, that's just the enemy. And also just how like we're raising our kids to serve other people and serve the Lord. And we're their, we, we're their greatest example. Everything we do is what they model. My son is 18 months. And right now he copies all the words we say, he copies all the actions we do. So like, how can we shape ourselves to be something that he's going to want to model? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, recently someone told me that one of the greatest works that you can do in motherhood is knowing that motherhood is kingdom work because you're building little disciples and how we show them the example of discipleship is so important. And I think it's often forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. We feel like, uh, yeah, sorry. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to add to it. It was good. (laughs) Um, so what was starting your brand like, and what was the best piece of advice that you got that kind of changed the trajectory, um, of your business and the ideas you had of business before you started it? Um, man, I, I probably did not take much advice in the beginning. Not, I I think I honestly didn't know 
many people doing it at the time. Um, I was probably 24 um, and just kind of leaving a job at doing something that I wasn't ready for or, you know, didn't see myself doing. And so I feel like I probably read a lot of books, did stuff like that. But I think um, for me, the best advice I got was a few years into it whenever um, we started experiencing a lot more competition for our products Um, because in the beginning it was easy we were kind of the only ones doing prayer journals like that Um, and I didn't have to do that much to get sales Um, and then at some point I think it was maybe like three years into it um, I remember being pregnant with my second daughter and um, not 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 I was doing the bare minimum again and realizing that it was starting to hurt our business. And, um, like, I had just rested on, like, what we had been doing. And then you start to see competition, and you start to think, like I was saying earlier, just that idea of, like, we have to do all of these different things Mm -hmm. to make our business work. Um, I mean, I've sold calendars. I've sold um, baby announcements, different things, and, and hardly sold any of them, to be honest. But I've tried all these things because I just thought that's what you do. You add add different things. Um, so my sister told me it was a quote by John Bevere. And um, I can't think of the exact quote. But basically that we're, when we get to heaven, we're not going to be judged on what we did, but on what God told us to do. Um. And so that's really guided what we do now. And I've kind of already shared about that at the beginning of just saying um, we want to focus on what God's calling us to do, but I've even thought about it, um, in just the way that like, if, if I am trying to, um, let's see, how do I say this? I, like in grumpy mom takes the holiday, one of my books, I talk about how, um, we don't get extra credit for finishing our mission and then starting on somebody else's, mm-hmm. um, we're just supposed to do ours. And I think like that narrowed my focus so much. Um, Proverbs four, um, I think it's like 25 and 26 or it's towards the end, but it basically just says, um, do not look to the left or to the right, but to just fix your eyes going forward. And, um, that has really directed our business. Um, it's changed little things, um, little decisions that we make. Um, I use this silly example, but we don't use boomerang on Instagram, um, because our brand is, it's more serious. It's structured. Like we don't like have dance parties or jump around or do like super colorful things. And, um, and that's not to say that those things are not good because we have brands that we love that do that, but our brand is just a little different because it's kind of our personality. Um, and so boomerang would we have not figured out a way to be authentic with it. We would literally just be doing it because other businesses were doing it. Mm. And um, it's just like a really small, silly example of like us recognizing that not everything is going to be something we're called to do. Um, So, yeah. That's really powerful. And I think it's such important advice to like not be looking at other people and think like, oh my goodness, I need to do this too. Because I know when TikTok came out, I was like, oh, 
another platform. Like I have to do something else. And I felt so pressured, but then I like went into prayer and I was like, nope, absolutely not. Like that's not the trajectory of my business. And I love that you did that with Boomerang and just like knowing that you don't have to follow the pressure of what everybody else is doing because that's not necessarily what God has for you. And I think that's like so freeing and so refreshing to hear. Yeah, and and it's weird to think like everything that I would try to add to my calling is essentially a waste of time. Mm. And I'm like a very efficient person. So for me, like recognizing that helped me to separate it a lot. Like it doesn't matter what this looks like. It doesn't matter how successful this could be on paper. Like it doesn't matter because it's not worth it in the long run. So it's really helped me um, stay focused on business. I think that's, that is like advice that you don't hear that much, you know, just focus on what God has you called to do and not what other people are called to do. Cause I feel like so often we'll get advice from people and they'll be like, Oh, this is a great example. You should copy this, but no, you really shouldn't. You should just walk in your calling and be confident there. Yeah. And, and it, it requires a lot of coming back to God daily, like, and listening to him and opening our ears to him. But I think if we know we're dependent on him for the direction of our business, we're gonna, we're going to keep coming back to him. Mm, definitely, and we can't do it without him, like you said before. And at the essentially, it is his. And I, another thing you said that really like hits home is that at the end of the day, when we meet Jesus in heaven, it's not about our accomplishments, but it's about what he called us to do and like how we are obedient to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, um, how did you know that running a business and creating this prayer journal, going from wedding invitations to prayer journaling, how did you know that that was your calling and that's what God had for you? Um, it's, it's so funny. Like even just reading the journal, my journal over that, that year before, um, I was asking him daily to give me opportunities to serve to give me opportunities to inspire or um, just to make me his vessel, to use me for his kingdom. So I feel like when it happened, there, I didn't, there wasn't this big, like, should I, or should, is this it? It was almost like I just started walking into it. It was like I had been asking him for so long for something and he laid it before me and I knew I could just walk into it because I had been seeking that answer so much. And when you're walking with the Lord, praying for his guidance, like he is not going to hide from you. Like if you are praying for his, his guidance and you're seeking him, he's going to show you what he's calling you to. I think a lot of the problems that I know I experienced, um, in college, whenever I was trying to figure out if I should be dating this boy, um, was I would ask the Lord, to speak to me and then I would like get up and walk away Hmm. and um like we do that like we would never do that to another person we would never ask a question and then just get up and walk away but we do that with God a lot and um we don't give him the space to answer so if we have you know our earbuds in every time we're in the car or every time we're doing dishes or doing anything that um we could have a moment to listen to God we're not going to hear what he's calling us to we have to give him the space to hear 
um, to tell us what he's calling us to. And then I think when we do, I'm not saying it's always going to be like straightforward and easy, but I think we're just going to be so in tune to it that we're not going to need to like, um, I don't want to say lay out the fleeces, but I know that's not like a common term for everybody, but like we, like I know Gideon in the Bible, he kept laying out these fleeces, wanting God to tell him like, are you sure this is what you're calling me to do? Make it wet if it is, make it dry if it is. And, um, even as I've studied that passage, he essentially is saying, God, let me know if what you just told me to do is what I should do. (laughs) Not in those words, but basically it's like God already told him what to do and he just, he was unsure. Um, but I think all that to say, I think like, I just want to take God out of his word. And mm-hmm. I think that's easier to do if we're hearing from him on a regular basis and giving him room to speak. Mm, I a hundred percent agree with that. I think that is so good. And I know that I coach a lot of girls in business and, um, starting their own personal brand. And I know that a lot of times they ask like, well, how do I know if this is my calling? Like, how do I know this is what God wants for me? And your everything you said is just so perfect. Oh, <laughs> thanks. And, and I know, I I know it's like it's tough because there's just so much we can do at this point. Like we mm-hmm. have a ton of opportunity for most of us. Like in our in our country, we have a ton of opportunity, and we almost get paralyzed by that. Um, but I think just checking our hearts and knowing, like, is am I wanting this? because I want to be on a stage because I want to do, you know, like we can check our heart and know like God's probably not calling us to, to specifically like be really rich or really like in the spotlight. He's calling us to something deeper than that. Mm. And those things might be a part of it, but um, it's gotta be deeper than that. Definitely. It has to be so much deeper than that. And I think that goes into like helping remember why you're doing the business on like the hard days when everything just feels like overwhelming or when it feels like a stagnant period just remembering like this is my calling and I'm doing this because this is what God says not because this is what I want to do yes yes exactly So what piece of advice would you give to a girl who's listening today who wants to start growing on social media and building her brand to glorify the Lord and really just seek his heart in it? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, I would say my first one's going to be kind of like a, (laughs) not, not how to grow your following or, you know, on social media, but to first recognize that there are some things that are just for you. And some things to share and to um to be intentional about like asking the Lord what those things are. So um I know for me, like I have gotten into seasons where because my faith is what I share online, it's easy to read my Bible and think, oh man, this would be great to share with somebody, or oh, I could put this in my next book, or like everything kind of gets um stopped short short of like what I'm what the conversation I'm having with God, because I'm thinking of how it can be used for, for social media or products. And I think we just have to recognize that that, that can be, um, an easy thing to slip into if we're sharing our faith online and to just recognize that, like, if, if we continue to keep some things private, some, if we know, like some things we're like, we're not going to share every single thing online. 
um, I think that just helps protect our heart from like going there when, as we re- or changing the way we read the Bible. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes a hundred percent sense because <laughs> then I feel like you're reading the Bible with like ulterior motives and different intentions. Yeah, yeah, and and it can start out really pure when you start reading, but then it just kind of like shifts, and it and it doesn't allow what you're like you can't process things as well. So I know like I've heard people say like you don't if you're going through something hard you don't share the like open sores you share the like scars or like mm-hmm. whenever it's scarred. Um, and I think like that's like just a good reminder too of just like letting things sit and have time. I mean I think sometimes you will feel like an urgency of like. No, I really feel like the Lord's calling me to share this today. But I think um, besides that, you can kind of let things sit a little bit and um, and just make sure you're processing things um, and not, you know, like you don't want your own personal relationship to suffer um, so that you can be pouring out. And it's really easy because we feel like what we're sharing is so purposeful and intentional and it can help people um but if if our own hearts are taking a beating for it then it's not worth it because eventually we're gonna something's gonna catch us um whether it's like pride or um like we're just not gonna be coming at it with a pure heart and the things that we share are not gonna be as impactful either because they're not coming from somebody who is you know truly seeking the Lord. It's somebody who's seeking how to, you know, come up with their next post or something. Mm. That's really powerful. And you can't pour from a cup that's not full itself. Like you will get so drained. I know I've done that before where I've like just poured so much out online and myself, I was struggling and I ended up coming up like empty and being so drained and feeling like I was further from the Lord because I wasn't, wasn't filling myself before going to fill other people. Yeah, it's and it's easy. It's easy to do in our our world today. Oh, it definitely <laughs> so is. many avenues to share. You know. Oh yes, and I feel like sometimes too, like we want to share everything online because we feel like it's a safe space, or we feel like that's what everybody else is doing. And it just goes back to your point that there is a there is a place to in time for everything. And I really liked how you said like you don't share the wound, you share the scar. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really and that, powerful. And and that's not to say, like, you can't share, like, oh, I'm on this journey. Because, um, like, not everybody wants to hear from somebody who has it all together. But I think, um, I mean, like, if you're going through something really heavy, like a divorce or um, just, just really heavy seasons, you, like, there has to be um, space to process that like not online Mm, definitely and there there has to be like private parts like I know that when I talk about um my journey with cancer or when I share the part of my testimony about how my husband and I started our family there are still like pieces of my cancer journey that I don't share because there's no like there's no need to that's not going to build anybody up you know there's there is things that you have to have discernment about Yes. And, and like you've figured out like that, that's you putting the reader first too. Like you're still being intentional of knowing, like, I want to share what's going to serve them and, and not add things for, you know, a bigger reaction or different things like that. Like you're, that's just, 
another example of like being intentional and thinking through the process of when you share things and not just reading something and sharing whatever. Oh, definitely. And I, I think that one thing I really stress when I coach girls um, about starting brands and businesses and blogs is going at it with a servant heart and just serving your readers instead of thinking like, oh, this is just what I want to share. Always intentionally asking, how is this going to build somebody up? How is this going to push somebody to the Lord? And if it doesn't fit those two, then what's the point? What is your motive yeah. behind sharing? Yeah, So my last question from this awesome conversation is just where can listeners find you today and stay connected with you um, and support your store? Oh, thanks. Um, ValMariePaper.com has everything. And I'm on Instagram at ValWarner, and it's W-O-E-R-N-E-R. Well, it was so great to have you on today's episode, and I know that I feel so inspired and encouraged, and I'm just so thankful I had the opportunity to chat with you and share this um, with all the girls who are going to be listening. Oh, thanks for having me. This was great. Oh, well, you're awesome. Thank you so much. I just want to stop and take this opportunity to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode, for taking the time to be a part of the Inspiring Honey community, and for listening to the conversation I had with Val. I hope that you're leaving this episode feeling encouraged, inspired, and as joyful as I am. I know that there was so much wisdom and tools talked about in this episode that can carry into your own personal and business life. If you don't already know, I am a business coach and mentor, and I have been coaching girls for the past few years about building their personal brands, building blogs, and doing that in a way that honors God while providing for their family. If that's something you'd be interested in, reach out to me on my website or email me at inspiringhoney.com. You can always feel free to DM me if you're interested in business mentoring, prayer requests, or just need a friend to talk to. DM me on Instagram at inspiringhoney. It was such a joy to speak with you and let's stay up to date all week through Instagram and my website inspiringhoney.com. I'll talk to you guys in next week's podcast, but until then, I'll see you on Instagram.